Hi, this is Bob, and today I have an interview with Cryptworm. Cryptworm has released Oozing Radioactive Vomitation. This is one of the best death metal releases of the past year. And here is my interview with Cryptworm. Hello, my friend. Hello, hello. Can you hear me? I can. I wanted to thank you for taking time okay. to speak with me today. All right. Cheers. Thank you for having me as well. I wanted to ask about the creative process for using radioactive bomb mission. How did it go for you, and how long did it take to put the material together? Uh, well, actually, um, we pretty much put together this album right after we recorded the debut album, Spewing Mephitic Putridity. So once we recorded the debut album, we just carried on uh, with Joe and uh, put together the whole album. But <clears throat> basically, we were set it up, uh, I think, last August. So in 2022, August, to record it. Uh, but the producer had to cancel it. And then after that, Joe quit the band as well. So I basically had to put together the album once again with the new members. So, yeah, it uh, took some time, uh, but it was uh, all natural. We just, you know, went to the rehearsal room, jammed the riffs, and uh, that's all about it. It was pretty much the same process as uh, as the debut album or everything else before. I wanted to ask you uh, if you could speak on what led on to the band member changes. Yeah. All right. So basically, we formed this band uh, in 2014 with Joe. Then I moved to mm -hmm. the UK. And... Um, it was pretty much just the two of us. Um, and basically, until last year, it was, yeah, just the two of us with Joe. We used live basis, session basis during, uh, you know, the shows, for the shows. Uh, that's how Joss, our current bass player, uh, basically... Uh, when did he join? Uh, I think we asked him in 2019, just before the COVID, if he's mm -hmm. interested in, uh, you know, handling the live bass sessions, basically, uh, as a session bassist. And he was happy to, uh, you know, do that. But we, as a band, we just uh, stayed as a two-piece with Joe. Now, last year... Uh, basically, Joe kind of burned out from, you know, playing shows and just just uh, burned out of metal as well altogether. So he stopped all of his projects, all of his uh, metal projects. He was in a couple of black metal bands, etc., including firm as well. He stopped all of it, and uh, he's currently now doing an ambient project and a folk project. Uh, so basically, that was the reason why last year he quit. 
And then I was, you know, playing with the idea that, okay, maybe I'm just going to stop the band altogether because uh, it was basically mine and Joe's band since mm-hmm. 2014. But then... We had a discussion with Joe. Joe said that he really wants us to carry on with this. And uh, Joss, our live session bassist back then, uh, suggested that the other band he plays in, Separation, we could ask the drummer, Jay, from uh, that band, since he knows him. He's playing with him for over a decade or more. Um, and he was happy to join. And of course, it was all natural then. Uh, we, I asked Joss to join us for full-time bassist as well. So luckily, it turned out all well. Um, and we are doing fine ever since. So this new lineup is, uh, I think, since last October or November. I can't remember when. Uh, Jay joined full time, but uh, Joe's last gig was the end of October last year. And I think uh, the band now is uh, stronger than ever, um, as oh. far as the drum work is concerned. Um, oh, the kit uh, sounds uh, amazing, and it's uh, definitely uh, sounds uh, very. Uh, acoustically perfect um there seems to be uh, no uh add additions to it and it, it, the sound is amazing um oh. and i think it really shows in, in the whole album as well the rhythm section is very strong and the guitar work is the riff work is amazing oh thank you very much i appreciate it and i'm sure the guys would love to hear this uh, as well yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, you, the new drummer Jay is an uh, amazing drummer as well, and uh, we use a different producer. So that's basically the frontman of Sacrovation. So they all know each other, and uh, they are good friends. And I know the guy as well. Uh, and yeah, we still recorded the whole album at our rehearsal place. Uh, There is a studio room there. And basically, this friend of ours, Luke, rented a couple of mics. And then, uh, yeah, the mics that we've been using for these recordings were way better. So hence why the whole natural sound. And also my friend from Hungary, who mixes and uh, masters uh, all of our stuff, uh, recently, yeah, he also improved a lot. So everything just came together nicely, uh, recording-wise. Um, but songwriting-wise, again, I appreciate that you think that the riffs are awesome. Uh, it was basically just, we just carried on what we were doing, uh, where we stopped with uh, spewing mephitic putridity. So we finished with that and we just carried on. So it's basically, we could call it Spewing Mephitic Putridity Part 2, if you if you know what I mean. <laughs> yes, and I wanted to ask you um, as well, um, the sound of the band has changed um, with the past two albums. 
I wanted to know, was that a natural progression for you? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was natural. Um, so then we, again, I have to go back to the roots of the band. Uh, so back in 2014, when we formed the band with Joe, uh, all we discussed that we, okay, we want to play death metal, but we didn't really know him what specific sound we want to go for. His favorite death metal album is uh, Seven Churches by Possessed. Mine is Scream Body Gore from Death. So uh, we kind of tried to merge the two together, I guess, uh, with a bit of Morbid Angel. We used also different tuning for that time. We were in standard B back then. And uh, hence why, you know, between 2014 and 2016, there are no releases. We were just experimenting what we want to do. We wrote a bunch of songs. Then uh, at the end, uh, in 2017, we released our first demo. And that was, uh, I agree, it's uh, a different sounding like what we are doing right now. It's still, you know, disgusting death metal, putrid death metal. I don't know how to describe it. But, uh, yeah, I used a different vocal technique back then. The riffs were also more straightforward back then. And now, recently, I think since uh, Ricking Gunk of Abhorrence, so that's the mini RP before the debut album. That's when we started to implement these, you know, these demilich type of riffs. So, but we just wanted to basically have these sort of, uh, these styles of riffs in our way. So we wanted to go more for a groovy aspect of those weird crawling the riffs mm. so that that's when we changed i think and ever since we are doing kind of the same thing just uh, you know we try to write songs differently in a way uh, but it's pretty much the same style and i think that groove as you were speaking of really separates you from a lot of different bands and speaking of death uh one of my favorite songs of all time is full the plug <laughs> nice and my favorite was mutilation <laughs> mm. yeah well uh yeah i think the groove is important so that's why we went with this um you know weird riffs included these weird demolish-type riffs, but with uh, groovy drums, if you know what I mean. So that's... Sure. Uh, we, we wanted to make these riffs memorable, if you know what I mean. So it's like uh, where you can headbang to it easily. Uh, that was the idea. Absolutely. You cannot listen to this album and not bang your head because... Um, it's definitely one to uh, experience live and uh, 
it just uh, takes you on a metal journey that is perfect in all aspects. Um, all right, thank you. When I heard the album, I was just amazed. And I can envision myself being there live in the moment because the uh, album has this live feel to it. Thank you. I wanted to ask you if you could speak on the title track and how it came to you. Yeah. Uh, uh, sorry, what you mean by that? So how did I come up with the title track? Or Yes. Um, how did it come to you sonically and uh, lyrically as well? Well, I think that was the first song uh, that we put together after we recorded uh, the debut album. So it was just basically a natural progression from the debut album. Uh, I started to focus more and more uh, on these groovy Damilich riffs. So that's that song is a perfect example of that. And lyrically, well, my lyrics are always basically about death and decay, pretty much. And uh, this song is basically, uh, I, I always, you know, try to come up with some, you know, uh, messed up idea about a horrible way to die. So this one is actually uh, about that your insights are basically melting away and you are in the meantime, you know, throwing up and die slowly. So it's nothing, you know, super uh, uh, intellectual. It's just basically disgusting, like our band. But that was the whole idea. And um, yeah, the song title, It's uh, I thought that it's going to fit well for the album artwork. So uh, that's what I imagined, that this is going to be a perfect title for the album as well. And I wanted to also speak to you about the vocals on the album. Um, as far as the vocals go, what was the hardest track for you to lay down? Ooh. To be fair... Um... But this time it was quite easy for me to do the vocals. I didn't, you know, have any problems. Uh, the previous album, I, I, and the previous releases, I struggled with it. But now I kind of, you know, luckily perfected this sort of vocal technique that it, it didn't cause me a problem. I could uh, record the vocals within uh, basically two days. Wow. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't have any problems with it, so so it came all naturally. I just tried to go as deep as possible, and uh, that's it, basically. And uh, as far as the vocals are concerned, <clears throat> I think that you provide some of the most original-sounding vocals in the genre itself. Oh, I appreciate it. Well, uh well, I'm obviously influenced by, you know, Damilich, Undergang, and uh, bands like, brutal death metal bands like uh, Devourment and Disgorge. Mm -hmm. So, 
these are the sort of vocals I'm going for. Um, and that's what I try to replicate uh, just on my own. I'm not even sure if my technique is a correct one or not. I just learned it by myself. And I remember I uh, really struggled with it when I changed the vocals because the first two releases, you know, the demo and the Verminosis EP, I used regular growling. Uh, yes. And for the split, I changed the vocals. And I remember I really, really struggled with this new technique. But on the other hand, I liked it. So I just uh, tried to push it and uh, practice it as much as possible. And now um, I'm quite happy with it. So, and uh, luckily it's, it's all comes naturally for me. Uh, so now I can say that finally. So I'm happy with it as well. But yeah, my, my influence is definitely, you know, more like the brutal death metal bands like I mentioned, mm -hmm. uh, or obviously Demilich and Dundergang. And I wanted to ask you as well, if you could speak on the album artwork and the artist that was involved. Mm, yeah, so this time, uh, originally we wanted to use the same guy who done the debut album, but mm -hmm. uh, he is just super busy with his personal life right now. So we had to uh, use another guy. And this is basically the same guy uh, who I used uh, before for my other projects as well. Yeah. Because he done uh, the Rothadash debut album uh, artwork as well and the Coffinborn de uh, debut album artwork. And now I asked him if he would be interested doing this sort of artwork because this is really not his style, you know. He's more sure. like a, he's uh, he's more like a black metal artwork artist, if you know what I mean, because sure. he's the vocalist of Gorgoroth. Uh, so, and he was happy to do it, luckily. So I and. I think it turned out great. I think it's interesting that he does something like this, which is, you know, not his style. So because of that, it's a, it's a bit more unique to me. Absolutely. And uh, uh, people seem to dig it as well. So uh, happy days, I guess. I also want to ask you if you could speak on your musical journey. At what age did you begin? Who? Well, basically, the first time I got hooked up on uh, heavy metal was back in 2002 when I was uh, 15 years old. So I was a little bit late to the game, you know, because most of uh, the guys, uh, I mean, all of my friends uh, got into heavy metal when they were like 10, 12 or something like that. I was quite late with I'm being 15. And... Uh, yeah, the first band I discovered was Slayer. And then I had a classmate who suggested uh, to check out Cannibal Corpse. And that was my first gig I went to, a Cannibal Corpse gig. So that's definitely, you know, uh, laid the foundations for my uh, musical journey. 
originally I wanted to play bass because you know I had a couple of friends and we already discussed before we even start had an instrument or played an instrument that we're gonna form a band of course and then we all discussed who's gonna do what and I was the bassist but then my parents were like now nah, you have to learn guitar first and then you can get a bass and uh, obviously I got hooked up on the guitar and uh, ever since that uh, I'm in bands and I play guitar it's uh, like a really important part of my life vocals I only started vocals uh, with my death metal band from Hungary uh, in 2010 called Necrosodomy. That was the first band when I done vocals. So that was, uh, yeah, the last thing I learned. And what led to your move from Hungary? Oh, well, basically, uh, in my case, my whole family moved to the UK in 2009. And I just stayed in Hungary you know, to finish uh, university. And uh, in 2014, when I finished, and uh, we figured that we got to try out, you know, living abroad. And since my whole family lived already in the UK, we moved to Bristol as well. So for me, it was uh, quite easy. And I was quite fortunate because most of the people, you know, who move abroad, they don't know anyone. Uh, they have to do it by themselves, and it's it's uh, really challenging. But for me, it was really easy because, as I said, my family was already here. I also, you know, uh, knew Joe beforehand, uh, and he introduced me to loads of his friends as well. So luckily, I had no issues at all when I moved here. And what do you feel has been the best advice that has been given to you along your musical journey? Mm. The best? Well, I don't know. That's a hard question. <laughs> well, for me, um, the best part uh is when we are, you know, hanging out, writing riffs together and putting the songs together. That's that's the best part of it for me. The rehearsals are really important, even though I tend to, you know, put some songs together beforehand at home. But, you know, just to go to the rehearsal, have fun with your friends and yeah. uh, jamming out the riffs. That's the most important bit for me. And that's the best bit. I, I wouldn't change it for a thing. That's... Uh, I want to carry on as long as I can. And you've had a long and great career. I wanted to ask you, what has been your proudest moment as to date? Ooh, let me... Hmm. Well, it's... For me, probably the proudest moment was when uh, one of the proudest moments was when uh, uh, Misaku Noyo hit us up after our demo came out that he's interested in working with us. 
that was uh, for me a super proud moment because I'm a huge fan of uh, that label. And uh, I was, even when I lived in Hungary, I was ordering uh, records from the label. And now, you know, after a couple of years, they asked me uh, if we are interested in working with them together. That was a really, really super awesome feeling. And, you know, ever since we are working together and uh, we are good friends as well. Uh, we meet up at different festivals. So it's uh, that's that's turned out super, super well. You know, there are bands who are complaining about labels. Uh, but fortunately, I I can't say a bad thing. All of the labels I've worked with, uh, especially Misaku Noyo, it's uh, super awesome. And uh, they made my life uh, being in a band really, really easy. So that's one of my proudest moments, definitely. Uh, the other thing I can think of um, that happened a while ago when the first Coffinborn um, mini CD came out back in 2014, I think. Mm. And, you know, uh, the drummer, now vocalist of uh, Sinister, uh, sent us an email that he's interested in buying a T-shirt. It's like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> uh, so... Yeah, but there were a couple of other ones as well. But uh, for me, uh, when we got signed with Misaku Noyo, that was my proudest moment. I also wanted to ask you, um, when you're creating and you run into a block, are there any hobbies that you enjoy that take you away from the process and get you back and refocused into the moment? Who, um, no, to be honest, I don't really have any hobbies now. The only thing I do, basically, apart from work, is um, going to the gym. But I'm not doing it, you know, like, uh, like religiously. I'm just going out, uh, going to the gym and just uh, like three, four times a week, and that's it. And uh, in the meantime, listening to music. Uh, but nothing else at the moment. Uh, the other thing I love to do is traveling, but uh, recently I couldn't do that. So my only hobby is, yeah, pretty much just uh, just playing music. Yeah, but I guess we can say that I, I can I go to the gym and that clears my mind. So that's that. I think that could be an answer. And I also wanted to ask you, um, what's the best way to get a physical copy of the album and any merchandise that you have? Uh, all right. So it depends which part of the world uh, you are living. So there are multiple distribution um, in the USA as well. So if you are in the UK, you can obviously order from uh, Misaku Noyo uh, the or, or the physical formats. I know that uh, the cassettes are a bit late, but uh, that's going to be available as well. Uh, so from 
if you are in UK based, you can order it from Misaku Noyo or from us. If you are interested in uh, the t-shirts and long sleeves, then uh, just order it from our Bandcamp because uh, only us and Pulverized Records have the t-shirts. Uh, no one else at the moment. So, and if you are based in Asia, just order it from uh, Pulverized Records. And uh, what can fans look for next from the band? Uh, what lies ahead in the future? Well, we definitely want to focus on uh, playing more and more gigs. So it would be awesome to finally do a tour as well. So at the moment, it's not official yet, but we are planning to do a European tour during the summer. But it's very at an early stage, so I can't really confirm it if it's going to happen or not. But hopefully it's going to happen with another band. And uh, they are uh, sorting it out through a booking agency. Uh, we also plan to do a short UK tour, either in April or uh, in the summer as well. And well, hopefully, if we can have a couple of gigs uh, abroad as well. So if obviously if the European tour are gonna happen during the summer, that's uh, that's checked out. That's fine. Um, yeah. So yeah, just uh, just gigging. That's that's the plan. Even though we have uh, written the third album already, so we have eight songs. Wow. But. Uh, and now this album, this third album, is going to be a bit different in a way because it's co-written with Joss. So Joss written four songs, I've written four songs, and then uh, we just have to put it together at the rehearsal. Because before ha before that, I it, it was just only me who was writing the riffs. So now it's going to be uh, the two of us. But obviously at the rehearsal, we all, uh, you know, uh, share our own ideas and dissect the songs and uh, rearrange things and here and that. So it's not like that we write a song and it's going to be definitely like that. But yeah, yeah. So I guess depends how busy we're going to be with gig with the gigs. But if we're not going to have that many gigs, uh, but hopefully we're going to have. But if we're not, then we might going to record, you know, the third album by the end of next year or something like that. So, yeah, we are we are keeping ourselves busy, I could say. And uh, I wanted to ask you, um, if you could tell me, um, does the third album have the same kind of vibe that this album has? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I think, yeah, it's uh, it still has these, uh, you know, mainly Davilich influenced groovy riffs. Uh, so I think it's gonna be the same. Yeah, if you if you liked this album, then you're not gonna be disappointed in the third one either. So wow. we, you know, we don't really want to, you know, experiment with different things. We just want to do what we like to do. And uh, that's that. Uh, like, you know, like Cannibal Corpse. Just uh, 
provide the, the same uh, style of music, uh, what what we like. Um, so, well, I think you're on a great path. The past two albums has separated you from the pack and has made you a standout in the community. And I think it's a great path that you're on. Thank you. I appreciate it. And lastly, I wanted to ask you, if you could give a message to your fans, what would that message be? Oh, God. Uh, I never have a perfect answer to this question, <laughs> even though I should have. Uh, I, I will have to come up with something now. Um, I, I just always say support that metal, support underground. Uh, uh, if, if, if a band shows up to your hometown and you like them, just uh, go to their gigs, support them. Uh, and that's about it, uh, really. I, I know it's not a very fancy answer, but uh, yeah, I, I never know what to answer this. Obviously, if anyone's interested, they can check us out everywhere. You know, all the digital streaming platforms have our music, as far as I know. Uh, if you want to order something, you can go to our Bandcamp or to our labels, uh, Misaku, Noyo, Pulverized, or Extreme Rattan Productions. And uh, ah, hope that uh, I see you guys at uh, one of our gigs. And I wanted to take a moment to thank you for creating an amazing album. Um, I, after the last album, I became a fan. And now I'm even more a fan because uh, this album is great from top to bottom. The originality that you show is amazing. And as I said, it separates you from the pack. And uh, if you keep on this pace, I see nothing but great things happening for you, my friend. Oh, thank you. Again, I appreciate it, really. Thank you for taking time to speak with me. I hope you have a great rest of your day, my friend. Thank you. Uh, and you. Enjoy Happy New Year's. And, uh, yeah, uh, have a lovely little Saturday night. Yes. And uh, Happy New Year, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Happy New Year. Take care. <laughs> Take care. All the best. See yeah, ya. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. I'd like to thank you for listening to today's podcast. You can sponsor the podcast. Just click that button and you can be a member of the family. And remember, come see me for a fix.